Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. I'd like to send a big shout out going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. Of course, they're down there on, Go on Grey Street. Go and check them out. We welcome off, first of all, our man Ra Walker, who's uh, joining us once again this morning. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, good morning, boys, and uh, not a bad uh, day here in G-Town, and uh, a very happy Queen's birthday weekend to everyone. Hopefully you're going to be enjoying your, your extra day, uh, whatever you may be doing, and uh, not even the Queen's birthday, but hey, we'll take it and run with it. Now, Reno Wilkinson's a little bit busy this morning. Uh, of course, he's out there um, setting up the fields for um, his young, the young rugby teams that are running out there in Pyroa. But we've got, as usual, we have with us from across the ditch, our man JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, Keith. Morning, Ryan. Morning on the uh, very first day of winter for 2019. And I tell you what, it feels like the first day of winter. I've had to put a pair of track pants on. Yes, good morning from the Gold Coast. So, it's, uh, well, it's now, uh, what, 20 degrees uh, over there, is it? Uh-huh. Really it's cold. Probably, it's probably 18 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it certainly uh, is uh, feeling a bit bitterly cold uh, over here, isn't it, Ra? Oh, I only, only just, Katie. I mean, you know, uh, as I said earlier, uh, off here, um, that sun's been quite nice and warm. It's been very Australian the last uh, few days, um, so there's still a bit of heat to it, but apparently that's all supposed to change, supposedly, after this weekend. Winter's supposed to, supposed to be here with us, so... Uh, yeah, not looking forward to that, but, uh, you know, you'd like to be in a place like, like JT's over there in, in the land of Oz, where it's sort of pretty much, uh, you know, summer all year round. Now, JT, um, this weekend uh, for the NRL action, um, it's kind of a, I, I would I almost would say a kind of a watered-down um, weekend, uh, of course, where they have, well, not so many games on um, this weekend, eh, eh JT? Yeah, so just just the four club games. Kitty obviously leading into the big event on Wednesday night. So they have uh, traditionally they give a, the, the sides the bye leading into the first game. That normally normally have a lot of players in the in the in either side. So you got the likes of the Broncos, the Storm, uh, the Roosters all having the bye, and um, you know other teams have to just suffer on, yeah, struggle on. And having said that, of course we did have the first game on uh, last was it Thursday night. Uh, yep, was it no? Sorry, last night, eh? Last night. Right. Yep, uh, where the eels took on the rabbitos. Uh I think. Well, for me, it was a bit of a, uh, and at the very least, an interesting um, game. Seeing the rabbitos uh, get defeated by the eels, a uh, uh, JT. Yeah, there was another game on Thursday. I'll go back to that one. So last night's game, the eels and the rabbitos. I was actually I didn't watch it, but I watched the replay. I got home from the movies last night and. Uh, yeah, the Eels, uh, full strength, probably. The, one of the few sides with no origin um, player, representative players this season. So against the Rabideau side, that lost, you know, the hooker, Cook, um, Damien, uh, sorry, uh, what's his name, Dylan uh, Walker. Uh, Cody Walker. Come on, get it right, baby. And um, and uh, Dane Nagai in the back line. So they lost three players there, three key players. Right. And also Cameron Murray at loose forward. So... You know, you take four players out of any side against the full strength side, they're going to struggle. So, you know, Parramatta really needed to, to win that one last night. And they did. They never looked threatened, I think. Um, they got a lead and, and held on to it. You know, Rabideau scored a couple of tries to sort of make it more, the scoreline more respectable. But, uh, yeah, mate, um, 
yeah, that's just a typical Origin game, Origin period game rather when um, you know top sides are affected. So the winners could get a chance to to get one back, and you know Parramatta certainly did that last night. So we'll go back to the Thursday night game, which was uh, the Panthers and Sea Eagles. Yeah, good game this one. Really good game. Uh, you know, a couple of sides that are affected by Origin, so a couple of lesser lights had to stand up, and for uh, Penrith, uh, Jerome Louis uh, was one of those, and um, they had James Maloney back from uh, from suspension, and he he, he stood he that side around really well. Manly sort of came back towards the end there, but Penrith were good enough to hold on for a much needed win for them, so that puts them at two in a row for the season, uh, you know, for this part of the season, which is... Uh, once again, probably going to save Iron Cleary from the uh, from the from the media scrum, uh, trying to pull him to pull him to pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's been a tough year for him, though, hasn't it? I mean, the the, the Panthers just haven't been performing. Uh, what what is it with uh, the Panthers this season? There, um, JT. Maybe they've got a touch of the Warriors' disease. And what I mean by that is they've heard about how well they're going to go. They might have read about it in the paper, seen it on the TV, and thought. You know what, obviously they'll turn up and we'll win these games, but unfortunately the NRL uh, gives you a thorough examination in terms of you know your preparation, your, your willingness to dig in and do the hard work. So they haven't, in my opinion, haven't worked hard enough. And a new coach is coming, and I always find it uh, interesting when a father coaches his son because is he going to be harder? Is he going to be mm. not as hard as him? Mm. I as the others. And just just things haven't fallen their way, mate, uh, for, for the old Panthers. And like I say, I might have just thought, yeah, we've got a good side. Everyone's saying we should be top four this year, but they failed to deliver and, and failed quite miserably. But uh, they're on their way up, so who knows? The Bulldogs Raiders uh, tonight um, there, JT? Yeah, the Raiders are missing a couple of players through Origin, plus they're missing uh, some through injury. And uh, the Bulldogs are on the other side with no Origin players. So I think the Bulldogs will get that one, mate. The Cowboys Titans tomorrow? Yeah, tough one down the road here at, uh, at the Titans home ground. Um, both sides affected by Origin. But, uh, mate, I think. Cowboys probably more so, so I'll put a circle around the Titans for that one. Right, and well, <clears throat> I guess uh, we can talk about Wednesday's game, which is going to be coming up, which is always a, a great clash, isn't it, JT? Yeah, it's probably one of the hottest of the year for all us rugby league fans, and even those that aren't you know, the diehard fans, they tend to pick a side and go with it, and mm. uh, you know, uh, well, we'll see your Queensland supporters, the three of us. So it's a good thing that uh, Reno's not here to play the trumpet for the New South Wales Blues. Ah, mate, yeah, can't wait. Um, I think uh, at the start of the year, and certainly as the season progressed, I thought New South Wales would be too good. But you know, a couple of injuries, blows here and there, and you know, and things haven't panned out. And we've got two of the most exciting players on uh, in, in the competition on our side, mate. Caleb Ponga at fullback and Cameron Munster at five eight. So mm. those two on your side. If we can get a bit of momentum up front, anything's possible. And it's at that time called Stadium, the old land park, so... Yeah, don't like the Queenslanders off, mate. That's when they're their strongest, when their backs are against the wall. Yes, indeed. That is very true, isn't it, Ra? Uh, when they have do have their backs against the wall, hey, Ra, um, that's when they seem to be... Com- that's when they seem to come out firing the most, eh? Oh, yeah, and and, and that's why, you know, as, as JT made mention, you know, the three of us probably support the uh, the, the Queenslanders. They're, they're one of those um, material teams that... Uh, you know, not only are they entertaining to watch, um, you know, on on an, on an average day, but when their backs are up against the wall, man, they can really fire up, and uh, you know, they they put everything on the line, and that's when the magic happens, and and that's why we watch and support them. They've just got so much talent. It doesn't matter who's playing around Tuesday, you know, they all seem to come with their gifted uh, Midas touch, and uh, 
you know, I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on the Kazi on Kiwi Boy uh, Punga. Um, you know, he's 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 just going from strength to strength, and uh, you know, this is one of those games where I believe he'll shine again. You know, alongside a lot of those talented Aussie uh, players. So, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and uh, you know, a bit said that our man Reem, the only Blues supporter, um, wasn't here to defend his uh, his iconic uh, men from that state. Now, can I just remind you, um, Ra, Kalen Punga? It's not a Kiwi. He's an Aussie. That's why he's playing in the state of origin. Oh, come on, come on, Kiwi. Can I just interject and say that's like saying JT's uh, an Aussie because he lives over the years, but JT's as Kiwi as Māori is. So, no, no, you can you can put a label on a lot of Kiwi players, but deep down, you know, um, they know where home is. They know where their, their whakapapa is. They know where their roots are. But, yeah, um, and, and he has made mention that, you know, he is he's definitely a, a Kiwi boy, but... Sadly, that's that divide you get when you, uh, you know, when you sort of claim two countries as uh, as your home of sorts. And uh, you know, JT can sort of vouch for that. But uh, JT will, will always love home, even though you know, I believe he he sort of he's living in the land of Oz, and uh, that's his place of residence now. Now, uh, JT, uh, interesting. They've gone with uh, Cherry Evans as their captain. Um, what do you reckon about that one? Uh, that call there, JT. Oh, I think it's the right call. Club captain, the only other option for me would have been Michael Morgan. Um, mm. But BCE uh, in last year's third game uh, was probably was man of the match, I think. Um, and mate, with the whole Kalen Punga thing, he was born over here in Port Hedland, so you know I don't know what that makes him, but he's decided to go that way. It's, yeah, it's a shame he didn't didn't come with us. Uh, what I mean by that is a black and white jumper, but he's chosen his journey, and you know, fair enough. Um, and, uh, a lot of um, it's a strange phenomenon. I guess a lot of Maori kids born here and they're given that option because um, it is an option for them so you know what do you do I mean I think Britton Nakora who's uh, with Cronulla has always said he'll be you know, if, he's, if he's good enough to make it he'll play for the Kiwis and yeah. all, all that sort of stuff so. but yeah back to the DCE thing yeah, I think he's the right man for the job um, he's got some good lieutenants around him and, and Cam Bunster and Michael Morgan sure. um, a couple of big boys up front Josh Papali and Benny Hunt it's going to be hopefully Benny Hunt gets his hands on the, on the ball a lot more dummy half, so he can get so he can get used to the size of it and the, and the dimensions of it when they kick it up in the air. But yeah, I, I think we've got a good balance. We've got a, a more mobile forward pack. Young David Fafita gets his chance off the bench. Dylan Napa's back to the bench. So my, you know, ever the optimist, I, I think Queensland can do, especially up here in Brisbane. It's it's uh, a hard place to come and win. If you True. ever lucky enough to experience Origin at Suncorp, the noise is absolutely deafening when the Maroons run out. Now, it's also interesting to see, I mean, Nathan Cleary, I, I guess he hasn't really had a great season, obviously, um, but uh, Brad Fiddler has still decided, you know, he'd go with him. Well, it's almost like the last man standing, Keith. They uh, were talking about um, Reynolds from, uh, from South Sydney. He got injured. Then there was talk of uh, Mitchell Pearce even, but he got injured. So I guess he had no option other than to go back to, um, to Nathan Cleary and... and He's a steady player. I wouldn't say he's going to set the world on fire, but he's got the world on fire player outside of him, Cody Walker mm. and uh, further Latrell uh, Mitchell. So yes. they're two different danger players in the in that New South Wales backline. But um, yeah, Nathan Cleary, lucky to be there. But you know, like I said, he was the last man standing. All the other halfback options got injured. Now, uh, also, um, there's there's a, a number of um, deputants. Um, uh, uh, playing for is it New South Wales or for both teams really I suppose eh? 
Yeah, I think we've got uh, three debutants. They're all on the bench. Dave Fafida, Joe Opahangawi, and uh, Moses Mbai. Might be a relation of yours, Rafa Kolaga, or Mbai. <laughs> and in the blues is uh, Jack White and Big Payne Hush. Mm. This kid's a monster. I've seen him in the flesh. He is huge. Cam Murray and, uh, and in the back one is um, the bloke from Canberra, Nick Kotrick. So, yeah, four, four debutants there and we've got four as well. So, mate, it's, it's going to be a cracker no, no, no matter which way you look at it. It's going to be a great game. I mean, obviously, it's one that we all look forward to, even you, eh, Ray Walker? Oh yeah, being you know, being a true blue uh, rugby union man, Keith. Even though um, rugby league was the first game of I ever played when I was a kid, but uh, sadly, you know, in our country of union, you do tend to sort of uh, uh, switch over to that uh, code. But no, I, I I'm a big fan of the, the state of origin. Uh, you know, it's that uh, saying. You know, um, you know, it's one of the very few sports or, or games you can see where we sort of go at go at go at each other with uh, nails and tongs sort of thing, and uh, you know, they even play a heck of a lot harder than they probably do when they come up against any other team as when they play against each other. So, um, no, we, we, we love watching that rivalry there. Even those 50 cups, which have become even far between with the with the nature and shape of the game, how it's gone. But um, there's a lot of talent in both teams. And, um, look, I, for one, am going to be glued to, to my seat to sort of, uh, you know, when you talk about sort of getting your, your money's worth, you can't go further than state of origin football. I mean, man, from start to finish from kickoff, you know, you're pretty much on, on the edge of your chair, sort of glued to the box. So that's how, um, you know, entertaining and full on it is. So you can imagine actually being in the grandstand and the seats uh, in the stadium. You know, you're pretty much on tender hooks, uh, you know, sort of uh, supporting your favourite team. But no, uh, Queens is going to have it in the bag, Keithy. I think, um, I think the three of us will be pretty. Happy chappies after after this uh, first game. Well, we hope. That's another thing we like watching State of Origin too, because you never know. But uh, I must say, um, Queensland Queensland should should be the favourite. Uh, I'd like to think they're going to be. It's going to be a tough one, definitely. I mean, it always is tough for New South Wales, especially in Brisbane, isn't it, um, JT? It always is tough for New, New South Wales. I mean, that crowd almost starts you off with a ten point lead. Um, almost immediately, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose if you look back over time, that's, that's probably true, Keith, and we certainly could do with that this week, um, you know, as we look into leading to this opening game of the series. So, yeah, mate, traditionally it's been, it's been hard for the Blues to get a win up here, but, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, stands true on Wednesday night and the boys can you know, pull one out of the hat almost. Mm. Now, one of the great things, I think, about Origin, and I guess Ra kind of alluded alluded to it um, before, but it's the fights. I've got to say, it's the fights, isn't it, JT? Because there have been plenty of fights that get started and get, you know, going and gets, gets one's juices flowing. And that is one of the great things about watching traditionally as you would say, um, state of origin. What do you reckon, JT? Oh, mate, absolutely. But unfortunately, with the mm. changing attitude mm. of society, uh, the game's been uh, sanitised somewhat. So, look, we it is what it is now. But absolutely, if you look back in time, some of the best things ever were in state of origin. Yes. And, um, it, it is a pity to see it go that way, uh, the way it's gone, rather. But, you know, the uh, the, uh, the caveman instinct, the, the beast within us, all, 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 even the fans, you know, um, they don't mind seeing a bit of biff, but uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's the way the world is. Uh, mm. 
turning a bit so flaky for my liking, but oh mate, bring it back. Like uh, Roger Ragan said, bring back the best. <laughs> but there were just some great fights. Uh, I I think, uh, man, the, you know the all-in fights too. There were sometimes that you know one fight would get started, then it would stop, and then another fight would get started somewhere else. I mean, that was just the great thing about um, State of Origin, eh? What do you reckon, Ra? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you as I as I made mention, you, you definitely got your money worth. I mean, it wasn't just uh, the full-on hardcore footy that the boys were sort of, uh, you know, giving their, their fans and spectators. But every now and then, uh, you know, they did they bring back the bus, and uh, you actually got a bit of boxing thrown in there as well. So, uh, and you know, they were pretty pretty um, entertaining fights as, as well. You know, I'd prefer to watch some of their scripts than, than watch something in, in a ring with two professional mm. fighters. That's how. Um, you know, full on they were, and uh, you know, I suppose back in the day, they, they, a lot had to do with, uh, you know, they, they were pretty big, sort of uh, intimidating men, and uh, you know, some of them had an extra grind. But um, I, I'd put it down more to the nature of the game, but it's a hard physical um, encounter, and a lot of those players, they're, they're supreme athletes, and they give it their best, and you know, with all that hard effort and and uh, and footy, you know, if nothing goes their way. Uh, they get frustrated, then you know the only only sort of thing they can resort to is sort of swinging a fist or something like that, just to just to get their sort of thing across, their point across. But no, I think uh, you know true value for money, and uh, yeah, but sad that uh, that they've toned down the bit. But as uh, JT sort of made mention, and everybody pretty much knows that uh, lay of the land nowadays, it's all kind of PC. But uh, I don't know, I'd be good to see that every now and then, just to remind us that uh, you know we're only human. I mean, because that was uh, the reason why a lot of the Kiwis loved watching State of OA, um, a uh, JT. That was the reason why, you know, a lot of uh, the Kiwis really got into it. Well, I think anyway. I mean, who wouldn't? Seeing two teams, you know, even uh, actual teammates uh, scuffling with each other. It was just fun and entertaining to watch. I mean... That was the main thing, at least for 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 Kiwis that have no real vested interest in in, in the actual results, uh, for most. But uh, boy, I got to tell you, it was fun. It was fun watching back in those days because I was seeing in my um, Facebook feeds a lot of the old school fights and a lot of the old school, you know, things that were happening back in those days. Eh, eh JT? Yeah, totally. I mean, we were lucky enough to be at one of the games back in the late nineties when it was brother-in-law against brother-in-law. Um, Billy Moore and, um, he's a company that was named, it was his brother in law, uh, Florimo. So they split teammates at North, and then there was Danny Danny Moore and John Hopawati, manly teammates, and mate, it was awesome. All in just going hard. And yeah. Another, Jamie Goddard, who didn't really achieve much in the game, but if you Google Jamie Goddard's name, you'll see him smack Andrew Johns a couple of times in the face, a couple of times. Right, yes. Andrew Johns gets pulled off, the referee's when I talk to him, he goes back and, you know, tries to get one back again, and Jamie Goddard. It's him on his backside. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> you know, the mortal and Jamie Goddard, not that they didn't really amount to much in his career, but you know, if you YouTube his name, that's what's going to come up. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, I guess for non-traditional rugby league fans, it's, it is probably the best spectacle the game has. Mm. And you know, the added, added, added element of the um, physical altercations that certainly drew in more people to watch the game. But um yeah, like I say, mate, the tree huggers and the you know greenies, all the rest of them are just uh, taking over, and all us old grumpy old red-blooded men just have to go with it. 
I suppose. Sorry, boys. Game's yeah. over. <clears throat> the the passion, <laughs> the passion for for the uh, uh, for in that game is still there, though. Really, yeah. The passion. Oh, Certainly, and, and the fans, and especially up here in Brisbane, I think I've been to, to, to the Sydney ones a couple of times, and it hasn't got the same um, pull and the same <clears throat> the same vibe as, as what it has up here. Like, right. you got come to the game, hoping one day, boys, you come across to a game mm. here in Brisbane. Um, you, you know, you go, you go up to the bars at, say, lunchtime, and the kickoff store, eight o'clock, starting to fill up, and, you know, people having a couple of beers and, and getting ready to rumble, so to speak, and then, you know, by the time the gates open at uh, five o'clock, you know you've you've had a few on board, so you're in a pretty good position, pretty good frame of mind, and then you go there and uh, make games on, and then go back up Caxton Street again to finish it off, especially if you've had a win. And yeah, no, it's a beautiful thing. So the, the passion here amongst the fans, and, and amongst you know rugby league people in gen, in, in particular, rather, is is huge. And uh, it's, it's, uh, you'll see the streamers start to come out shortly as the as the days get closer towards that kickoff on Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, all the flags and all the maroon jumpers being worn around. And even the odd blue one, which is always good, you know, it takes two teams to yes. make a game. So you've got yes. to, you know, pay homage to your, to your opponents. Um, um, and especially now that it's, uh, you know, it's not as clear-cut uh, clear as it once was, you know, a few years back when, you know, Queensland didn't have to turn up, really, to, to win. And um, But now New South Wales have got a, a, you know, one hand on the trophy already. So, it makes, you know, it makes for a good series and a good game. I remember in Reno, Aira, he went over a couple of years ago to the state of origin. I can't remember which game it was. It might have been game two. Uh, I, I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. Do you remember that at all, um, Ra? Yeah, it was at the time he wore his, uh, <clears throat> or so he said he wore his, um, his super, super rugby jersey. Oh, right, true. Like, well, <laughs> the yeah. Crusaders which, which, could have been. Which I don't really believe it. Name Rooney probably would have worn his uh, New South Wales one, yeah. which is even worse probably than a Crusaders <laughs> one, you know, especially if you're referencing Queensland there. But, um, yeah, no, and it, it, it's all about that sort of build-up and, you know, the fans get, get, get right into it, which... Um, Sadly, sometimes I think rugby sort of uh, lacks a little bit, you know, in terms of, of, of that sort of build-up, uh, unless it's your backs or something. But, but uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, either way, Reen had really enjoyed himself over there, and, and uh, you know, he sort of speaks highly of it. Uh, but uh, that's what it's all about, Kitty. You get caught up in that atmosphere, and, uh, you know, your true colours come out. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. 
Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcasts again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome back to the uh, second session here on full time. Send a shout out once again to our sponsors, Racecrack Motors. They are doing the on Grey Street. Right, uh, now we're still continuing on with the, um, with the uh, state of origin, of course, on Wednesday night. Ten past ten, I believe, is when it uh, kicks off here in New Zealand. Um, that's around about, ooh, what time is that over in Aussie there, um, JT? 7.30 or something? Uh, ten past eight. Ten past eight, right. Yep. So... Um, yeah, it should be good, man. Should be good. Definitely looking forward to it. Now, what I found interesting, I suppose, is asking people about, you know, in particular, New Zealanders. Now, because to be honest, New Zealanders don't really have much of an interest. But when it and and um in rugby league, and in particular, state of origin, because well, we don't have a particular state, but. Every New Zealander is different. A lot follow, especially our generation, I think, follow um, for some reason or other a particular state, which is usually either the uh, Blues or the Maroons. Now, what I want to ask is, why do you follow the um, Maroons there, um, JT? Is there a particular reason why? Yeah, my favourite player was Wally Lewis. So it was Queensland for me. Now, back then, New South Wales had... Oh, the likes of Tunks and Mortimer and Roach, and I just didn't like didn't like them. So yes. yeah, was mate was always my favourite. You know, close second was Mal Meninga, so it was yeah, always going to be Queensland for me. And and it's uh, same with my kids; they had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's funny, my mum goes for New South Wales. She's uh, I don't know what what went wrong there. My younger brother Alex goes for New South Wales. My two younger sisters go for New South Wales. And my older sister and I go for Queensland, but my older sister's two boys go for New South Wales. So once again, I don't know what went wrong there. Um, a lot of a lot of coasties go for the East, uh, go for the Blues because of the similar colour jumper mm. to what North Coast wear. Yep. Uh, you know, so for me, it was a favourite player, bro, and I, I guess that's yeah, that's that's possibly the reason for a lot of other people. What, what was yours? Well, uh, in a very similar vein too was was because of um, Wally Lewis. Uh, I thought he was such a great player. So obviously, I I, I um went on the backs of uh, Queensland whenever State of Origin came up. But also back in those days, back in those days, um, Queensland were, were kind of viewed as the underdog, I suppose, um, back in the early early days. So I decided, you know, because on paper, traditionally, what it looked like was that, um, uh, they, uh, that um, uh, New South Wales should be able to, able to be easily able to defeat Queensland because of the players that they had. Um, the thing is that, well, uh, 
it seemed that Queensland seemed to, you know, topple over those particular um, predictions back in those days. So um, that was certainly one of the other reasons, because, you know, just naturally, one mm. likes to follow or barrack for the underdog. Anyway, what about you, uh, Zira? Yeah, that's essentially the same as the boys. I mean, you know, I was a big fan of Wally Lewis, even more so when I found out that he actually started as a rugby union player before he converted uh, over the league or, or vice versa. Um, back that uh, the Marines were the underdogs and what what is and what was a predominantly, you know, New South Wales kind of a, a game. But, uh, you know, for me personally, goes back to, I mean, league, rugby league was the first uh, game of footy I played as a kid before I started playing JB. Rugby, half of my brothers played league, the other half played union. And here in a small community like Gisborne and many other small communities, you get a lot of um, a lot of the guys, a lot of them playing rugby union on the Saturday and jumping chip to play uh, league on the Sunday back in the day. So, uh, you know, there was that sort of close-knit uh, of, of both codes, um, you know, and, and they are close in, in, in their in their respective natures, um, of rugby and, and, and the league. But... Um, you know, I think we all had that sort of um, that, that, those similar experiences and watching it, as I say, the state of origin and the NRL and, and the way it sort of progressed uh, as a truly professional game um, has just increased our, you know, our interest and then each run all the fights and uh, some of the great Kiwis that have, that have played across the ditch there and around the world and, you know, you've got the makings of, uh, of what truly is, uh, you know, an, an entertaining game to sort of uh, to, to spectate. I think um, Wally Lewis, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, he represented Australia and at the schoolboy level. You know, he he was an Australian schoolboy. Um, what I meant is that uh, you know he represented Australia uh, <clears throat> back in the early days, I suppose, when he was getting started. But from what I understand, he was probably playing both at the same mm. time, which is probably what um, a lot of the um, Aussie uh, players back then did anyway, eh, JT? Yes, yeah, so what happened was he was he was a leaguey first and foremost, yes. but he got scouted yes. by um, some rugby private school to go and play rugby, so they paid with education. And that, that happens a lot, a lot of these days too over here with young kids that are spotted uh, playing you know, rugby league, and one of them is our nephew, Reno Gerard, who's Shane, Shane and Anna Gerard's son. So he was uh, signed by South Sydney as a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Gone on to play um, rugby union for Australia as a number eight. Uh, he's only maybe 17, 18 now, uh, so he's decided to stick with rugby. Right. So yeah, Wally Lewis was in, was in a similar situation. Uh, picked up by a private school, got his education, went on a, a, a schoolboy tour, I think, of the UK with the Australian schoolboys, and then uh, after finishing on that tour, switched back to rugby league. So yeah, you can chop and change, and it's it's, it's a beauty because the codes are fairly similar, particularly mm. uh, back. I'm not so sure at the forwards, but. Uh, you know, and if one doesn't work out, you can always go and try the other. And I guess the the the, the, the lure of rugby would be the of union would be the ability to travel to different con- to more countries at this stage anyway. So, and and why not? You know, I'd, I don't begrudge anyone making a dollar if they've got the talent. Absolutely. And you know, with these guys, it's only a, a small window, which can easily be closed by injury or you know, um, loss of form. So, good on them. Whichever code, mate, go for it. Yes, and that's and then of course he went on to become a rugby league. Legend, as he, you know, as he should be, because uh, he certainly was. Well, one of the interesting things, especially in our uh, region, a eh, um, in Gisborne in particular, um, this is what I found. I'm not sure sure about Jura, but um, a lot of the people here do tend to support Queensland, eh? 
Yeah, yeah, and I think it's that. Um, well, for one, I, you know, I think a lot of us love the way that uh, that the Queenslanders play their rugby, hard and physical. I mean, yeah, you know, New South Wales can give as good as they get, but um, there's a certain attraction, and you just have to look at a lot of the names of some of the players, some of the greats, um, from Mel to Wally to you know the list goes on. I mean, they're real sort of class acts and uh, some of the greatest names in, in, in the code of league, but. Um, and you know the fact that they were the underdogs. I mean, we all love that being from a small place like uh, like here. I don't know too many people that, that don't like supporting the underdogs. It just makes it worthwhile barracking um, for a side. One one thing I like watching a lot of those Aussie players is the fact. Um, I think we forget AFL is pretty huge over there, and a lot of them do play that as, uh, as well. And I, you can see that in their in their style of play, whichever code they represent, rugby league or otherwise. You know, they're good at jumping for the ball. Mm. Um, they, they get at uh, you know the, the tackles and just sort of just just good sort of reading the the, the play and uh, you know when you throw those three different codes in the mix like here in New Zealand we've only essentially got the two if you throw it to soccer but in more rugby and league but over uh, there you know they got like three or four football codes but those are the, the main ones I think is um, AFL and, and and you know that sort of shapes the player you know their their all round ability yeah um, that's why you know when I look at a lot of the, the Aussie footy players, you know, they're, they're actually quite a talented bunch. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, um, that's why we love uh, league. It's just, uh, and it's still pretty hardcore and uh, you know, may, may that long last because, um, you know, the PC police are out there and they're trying to shape, uh, you know, the game and make it more user-friendly and all that sort of crap and carry on. So let's hope we still get to see those big hits and, and the odd uh, biff. One of the names that, you know, when you were talking about AFL there, and you'll know this name there, um, JT, Gary Jack. Now, um, well, I don't know whether he did play, a uh, you know, um, Aussie rules or anything, but um, the way he, you know, he put his body on the line and the way he jumped for the ball, he certainly had that aerial ability, in my opinion, um, and also got other guys like uh, maybe Gary, uh, Gary Belcher, Gary Belcher. You know, um, so you would remember those names there, AJT. Eh, yeah, and definitely Gary Jack played both. He played AFL, not the AFL right. level, but he played it as a kid. Right. And his son Kieran Jack is a premiership winner with the Sydney Swans. Ah. So, um, you know, an AFL background in the Jack family. But um, yeah, luckily for us, for our game, Gary chose rugby league, and yeah, mate, he was a little like yes. a little suicide mission that fellow. He was going up <laughs> on the court, you know, yeah, it's like. A, one of those Japanese pilots from back in World War Two, at Cold Harbour. <laughs> no thought for self-preservation, just up he went. And, yeah. 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 And there was a ball more than... So, mate, yeah, Gary Jack, very good player. Gary Belcher, I'm not sure if he played AFL, but... Uh, yeah, mate, there's a lot of crossover, particularly if you live in um, areas like a place called Albury, on the uh, New South Wales um, Victoria border. That's... Both codes here are reasonably strong. But up here in Queensland, mate, it's, it's rugby league first and then daylight second. So um, that's what, so I can speak for what's up here. But, you know, there's a little pockets of um, AFL competitions. They've got the, the two sides, the Lions and the, and the Suns. But most of the people that follow them are from, you know, other states like Victoria, mm. South Australia, WA. So, um, yeah, mate, Gary Jack, legend of the game. Now, what's interesting is I've been a, a Queensland supporter you know, uh, for a very, very long time. And what's in, what, what's interesting, I don't, well, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but my son, he has followed, well, he, he's a New South Wales supporter. And the reason why is, I guess, is because, you know, 
um, especially of late, New South Wales have been the absolute underdogs, um, especially over the last decade. Um, a, a, a um, JT, especially over the last decade, and I think that there are a, a, an undertone of young boys out there that just tend to like following the underdogs, hence why they're following New South Wales these days. At least that's what I'm finding, because a lot of my son's mates are pretty much in the same book. Um, they're New South Wales followers because of the fact that they have been underdogs for such a long time. What do you reckon? Well, I reckon the first thing you need to do, Keith, is get a DNA check on that son of yours. <laughs> <laughs> or you need to go and get the Queensland parenting manual, mate. Because you <laughs> you down, you let the great state of Queensland down, Keith. <laughs> you know, there, could, there could be some merit in what you've said. Um, although I disagree with the underdog thing, Queensland will always be the underdog, mate, because they make up less than 20% mm. of eligible in NRL. So from my point of view, and you look at uh, the sides over the years, it's like a a V8 supercar, that being Queensland, racing an F1 right. Ferrari, that being South Wales, and somehow, I don't know how, but that mm. supercar gets the line before the, you know, before the F1 car, so... True. And they do it with a, with a, with bits and pieces by their poor guys from left, right, and centre. They pulled Alfie Langer out of England when he was about 48 years old to come mm. back and, and he won the game for us in the series, so... <laughs> Yeah, mate, we'll have a word to that young fellow of yours. Tell him Uncle Jason's going to come and boot his backside. (laughs) Now, there's been plenty of um, great games, certainly over the years. An intriguing series, um, haven't there, uh, you know, over the years. There's just been, it's just been, oh, I don't know how to to even describe what um, State of Origin is like. Um, Really, AJT? Oh, it's just... Especially for rugby league, it's, it's probably the pinnacle, you know, yeah. at this stage. Although I think the international game over the next few years will, will, will um, that, uh, gain some track. Mm. The likes of the Tongan boys sticking hard to their Tongan roots and, you know, opting to play for Tonga instead of uh, instead of in the origin. So that's, uh, and that's what it is, I think, at the moment. Queen, uh, the origin is, you know, uh, no disrespect to the Kiwis or the Englishmen. This is, the, you know, 34 of the best players on the planet running around, so... That's going to, you know, that's going to, like you say, get the juices flowing and uh, add in the, the other elements of, you know, teammate against teammate and, you know, often uh, that brings out the best too. Like they interviewed Jake Chaboy, which uh, he plays for Manly and he's playing for the Blues as well. And he said, if you see Daly Terry Evans, you're going to sort of be hard, you know, not be so hard in it, mate, if I see him on a representative. So, you yeah. know, that's his, that's his club teammate at Manly, but he said, doesn't matter, I've got a blue jumper on and he's got a maroon one on, so he's the enemy. And, uh, yeah, mate, Brink, I just can't wait. Keep talking to you just made me get all fired up. <laughs> I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. But yeah, just, I'm just, you know, we, as, as uh, I know, a lot of people are really looking forward. And certainly the deputants, eh? The deputants on both sides, uh, boy, they'd be really keen to, um, uh, to, to, to get Wednesday going, eh? Yeah, I'd imagine so, mate. Uh, they'll be want to you know, keep their nerves in check and you know, the anxiety and all the rest of it and hopefully you know, the, the older blokes yeah actually we haven't really mentioned this but um, a couple of the indigenous boys uh, led by Cody Walker and Josh Adokar from New South Wales are not going to uh, sing the anthem and now I see Will Chambers from the Queensland side is going to join in that little protest as well to not right. sing the anthem they don't feel it's a true representation of them as Indigenous people of Australia, which is, you know, I, I understand their point. Mm. And, uh, you know, good on them for standing up for what they believe. And 
Let's face it, it's a horrible bloody song anyway. <laughs> True indeed. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, Ra, you're, well, they're not your team, but um, obviously you were going for the Blues uh, who played last night, eh? They were, they, they were able to, uh, well, I wouldn't even say, I, I guess they were unlucky to draw. Yeah. Yeah, they were unlucky to get get a draw off the Bulls last night. Well, you could say that the Bulls were lucky to get a draw, actually, I, I suppose. But uh, that's what it ended up as, 22-all. What do you reckon, Well, eh? I was actually hoping that, uh, that the Aucklanders would get a win, Kathy. I mean, you know, they, they pretty much uh, haven't got a heck of a lot to, to, to play for of sorts. And, you know, their last few seasons has, hasn't been... Um, nothing to write home about. So, you know, you'd think they'd come out, uh, you know, trying to secure victory, but no doubt they'll be happy with a draw. It's better than a loss, as we know, you know, and many, many big city fans would tell you from up that way is that, um, you know, they're so used to losing and, and not winning any titles or, or winning, winning any accolades that, uh, that they'll, they'll be happy with, with a draw. It's about as close to, to a win as they'll probably get, but uh, it would have been good if they'd secured a win. You know, it's nothing else for uh, Leon, Rangi, McDonald, the coach, and, and a lot of those young players coming through. I still reckon that Blues team has got a lot of uh, uh, talent, um, but they've got to want to play together, and that's one thing that's been lacking the last few seasons with uh, with Auckland. They've had, uh, you know, a huge amount of talented players, uh, all blacks, but they just haven't been able to... Uh, to gel as a unit, and some, you know, speculate that it's that Polynesian sort of uh, unpredictability. <laughs> um, there's no consistency, and it, it could well be because it's, it's, it's proven um, in, in their style of play that you know when they win they can win, when they lose, well, they lose badly. So yeah, um, they'll be happy with the draw. Well, I don't think they will be happy with the draw actually. Oh, the Bulls, I Isn't think, would be happy. Maybe? Well, yeah, true that, but um, obviously they would have want, wanted to win. They were going for the win. The Bulls are happy with the jaw. I don't think the Blues are happy with the jaw. You know, um, because for any South African team to come to New Zealand to to get any points, really, they go away with any points. Um, you've got to be pretty happy. And uh, well, the Bulls—they're lying second, I think. Yeah, they're lying second on the um, South African uh, conference table at the moment. And you wouldn't believe this, but the the team that's ahead of them, uh, the Hagawaris, they're having one heck of a season. Um, this season, eh? Yeah, well, it's no surprise. I've been watching their form the, the last uh, few years, and, uh, you know, subtly they've been, uh, you know, taking some big scalps, and, you know, it's been sort of going um, relatively unnoticed in terms of, uh, you know, the, the major rugby union public, but not so in Argentina, and, uh, you know, they're the, they're the sleeping giants because, like most uh, South South American um, athletes, sports players, they get that fire in their bellies, and, and we've seen that in soccer. And uh, they're actually pretty talented, uh, talented and gift, gifted uh, sportsmen. Um, and you know, it's starting to reap rewards in, in rugby. I reckon getting a few more seasons. Um, they're doing well internationally as, as a country too. I think. Uh, you know, they'll be taking the scalps of, uh, of uh, even more New Zealand teams, maybe, like the Blues, for example. Well, they weren't. They beat the Chiefs. I know that they beat the Chiefs, mm. which was uh, certainly um, something worth watching, I dare say. So the um, Chiefs, well, the Chiefs and the Crusaders, it's on tonight. They're, um, <laughs> the, the Crusaders, obviously, going to be playing, going to Hamilton, getting ready to smash your Chiefs, eh? 
Yeah, and as we've seen the Crusaders the last few games, uh, travelling-wise, they haven't been too flash. So, no. uh, you know, the Chiefs, if they come out um, at the right frame of mind and, and wanting to sort of uh, steal victory from uh, from the Red and Blacks, uh, you know, this could well be their chance, but they've, they've got to want to. And, you know, you can't muck around with the, with the, the Scrooge team because if you don't, Take your, uh, you know, your chances, man. That'll totally uh, humiliate you. And uh, let's hope they're not in, uh, you know, in that type of form. Um, and this, this weekend, because uh, Reno will be a happy chappy if, uh, if they come out and totally decimate uh, the Hamiltonians. But uh, it'll be a wait and see. But uh, they have to be the favourites. But I'm, yeah, I'm going for the Chiefs, Keithy. Uh, now, the Crusaders, they had a tough game against the Blues. I mean, they won that game um, pretty, well, relatively easy, at least for the Crusaders. But, um, yeah, this could be a different one. I can't see how the Chiefs are going to win against the um, the um, Crusaders. In fact, I've got to say that this has probably been one of their worst seasons, um, if not their worst season ever. It's certainly uh, up there um, it's, and for quite some time. But even the Blues are doing better than them. And this has been a real ho-hum season for the Blues. So, yeah, I know what to say, man. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, you know, Blues fans will be hoping, you know, and expecting a lot more from their team because, as I, as I said, there's, mm. a, there's a lot of talent in them and they're fighting. You think under their, their new coach, um, McDonald, you know, they, they start to sort of... Uh, show progress, and, and they are showing signs, but, you know, we've seen that in so many other seasons that they can take a, a few big big scalps and then, you know, come back and get totally humiliated. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, they're starting to sort of uh, reach the same face sheet as my Chiefs. So I think, you know, they can be rather inconsistent at times, and uh, I don't know what it is with the wife the or boys, but... Um, uh, yeah, it's like they're, they're lacking the, or losing or, or missing a bit of heart uh, in, in their games. It's like they're just going through the motions, which is uh, which is really sad because they need to get that sort of that spring in their step like what uh, Canterbury has. Actually, all the teams have to, all, all the New Zealand teams in particular, um, if they want to sort of, you know, try and do well and uh, end the season on, on, a, on a better than average night. The Hurricanes, my Hurricanes, they go away to play the Sharks. It's going to be a tough game for um, the Hurricanes, I reckon, but I think that they can still certainly do it. Sharks are kind of languishing uh, at the bottom. Well, actually, more mid-table. They're still a good team, and they are at home. What do you reckon? Yeah, and that's where you find a lot of sides uh, tend to sort of uh, you know come out and, and have that nothing-to-lose to attitude, and if they can sort of uh, take a few wins before the end of the season, well... You know, that puts them in good good speed for for next year. But uh, the Hurricanes, I think, um, you know, they'll, they'll sort of want to end the season, uh, you know, on a, on a good note for their fans, such as yourself, Keithy. But, yeah, they may well feel the shark bite in, in, in their game, but uh, we'll see the Hurricanes are another team that sort of uh, can show form when they want to and then, you know, totally capitulate uh, the next minute. But um, it will depend on them, I think. Um, you know, they've got enough key players there to to sort of uh, make that difference and then hopefully take a win uh, away for you, Giddy. Oh, hopefully not. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, well, Queen's birthday weekend. It's always a big weekend on the coast here um, for two particular teams. Uh, now, JT, your favourite rugby team, 
Ngāti Pro East Coast, they have their traditional game against uh, Poverty Bay, which will be played today up there at uh, Whakarua Park in Ruatoria. And I've got no doubt that the East Coast team will be taking a bit of extra into that game, AJT, eh, especially, you know, with the loss of um, uh, Horace Lewis just, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. So they'll be taking a bit of extra ihi and wehi into that game, eh? What do you reckon? Well, let's hope so, Keith. Um, you know, we've all got connected to three of us, so, um, you know, look, I'm, I'm a leaguey through and through, but there is a couple of rugby union teams that I always support and always have my heart, and, you know, Nazi Panovi's East Coast is, is at the top of that list, so always, always a traditional uh, battle. This one, it's, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not for competition points, it's just a, no. like a pre-set out, but... Uh, doesn't matter. East Coast can play Poverty uh-huh. Bay and Marbles. They'll yes. go for the coast. So, yeah, let's just hope that they can and uh, lift and, and find something deep within uh, for Horace and for all the people up the coast. It's been a, a lean couple of years for the uh, for the East Coast rugby side, and let's hope that this year they can turn the corner. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and I think they've got a you know a, a team that's kind of coming together um, at the moment. But uh, having said that. Aira, um, Poverty Bay, uh, they've got, they've, they've been holding almost trial games uh, with the with this. They had a, uh, what was it, about two or three weeks ago, they had a, what would be termed a trial game with that um, city-country um, game. So uh, it's going to be a tough ask, even at home for um, East Coast. What do you reckon, Ra? Yeah, and there's, you know, these games, there's that, uh, there's that rivalry that yes. um, you know, only a few clubs and, and, and teams uh, ever only have and uh, you know this is one of the, the big ones for our for our part of the world and uh, you know they're real spectacle matches um, no matter who wins and it's, it's always it's always quite tough it's like that war kind of concept you mm-hmm. know brother against brother whanau against whanau um, so I, I'm going to put my money on the Reds I play junior rugby for both um, provinces and uh, it was always hard when I play for the Bay my cousins in the coast side would try and kill me and vice versa. So, you know, my heart's in both camps. Um, and they're always spectacles to watch. Um, but I'm going to go with the Reds this time. I suppose you're going to go with the Blues there, Kitty. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> you and JT going with the Blues and uh, dare I say it, only in union, not in league. <laughs> Fair enough. But it should be a good game, eh, JT, up there in uh, Whakarua Park? Yeah, no doubt. Of course, Edo Nipparata will have the cheer squad out there mm. and, and giving him some encouragement from the sideline, or as, of, as has happened in the past, from on the field. But uh, yeah, look, mate, the, the, the coasties, they always. Um, it's like the Queensland, New South Wales mentality yes. in East Coast. Queensland is in this equation. So, you know, they'll, they'll rally the troops and then uh, get Pike here and you know, various other East Coast <laughs> anthems going on the sideline. And, and uh, hopefully the boys can respond to that and, and get the win over, over Poverty Bay. Right. What a horrible name that is. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree with you uh, there, actually, JT. Right. <clears throat> Just uh, real quick. Now, um, the signing of uh, RJ Hampton, we talked about this on um, Wednesday, the Rare uh, by the um, uh, New Zealand Breakers. They've got this new boy straight out of high school. He's one of the top prospects in the United States, who could have gone on to um, a, a bunch of the uh, uh, Tier 1 um, basketball um, teams 
uh, or basketball universities over there in the States. He's decided to come here, just um, kind of mind-boggling, uh, quite frankly. Uh, what do you reckon there, huh? Yeah, I hear a lot of rumour that now it's true. It is, as you said, at his young age, you know, that he's only sort of, he doesn't want to face that burnout factor too early by playing in the big leagues over there. So, you know, he's come this way just to get uh, more of, a, of an affinity for the real, um, you know, grassroots basketball sort of thing. Because, as you know, in the States, um, you know, once you do hit that top tier, that's it, you're pretty much sort of inundated with, uh, you know, professional code um, as a mammoth beast. And uh, by coming this way, you know, and, and I, I saw an interview with him and he seems pretty level-headed and, and quite grounded. I think it's all part of uh, his, uh, his master plan or whoever the agents are representing them, um, you know, just to sort of um, to even boost his, his price value up, um, which is rather risky because, you know, if he gets injured uh, down this way, um, you know, he may have a longer recovery time to get back into the big leagues. which we know is always quite competitive, but um, I think it's, it's a good point on his behalf. And, you know, he's still young. He's got the world at his feet still. And uh, as, as you say, a lot of people would think, you know, wrong decision, bad move. But I think um, tactically speaking, I, I think it's, uh, it's probably it's probably going to benefit him in, in the long run. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on that name because I think uh, he could well go the distance and, and be one of the great ones that actually sort of, you know, got to taste a bit of Kiwi basketball. Possibly, yes, indeed. Right, um, and also, uh, staying with basketball, um, you'd be happy to see that the Toronto Raptors are wrapping up game one against the Golden State Warriors uh, in the NBA final, uh, which is a bit of a shock, I think, for... Um, a lot of the uh, basketball experts um, out there, eh? Uh, what do you reckon, uh, Ra? Oh, you're right, Casey. They've uh, they haven't done that justice for the bookies. I mean, you know, it's it's. Um, I'm glad that the Canadian side has uh, has sort of um, you know tasted first blood. And uh, you look at their Toronto side; they they are actually like a United Nations uh, mm, of players. They right down to their supporters. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of their biggest ones is the um, Punjabi uh, yes. Um Amazing, and, and you know that's what sport can do. Um, it doesn't matter what your religion is, what your creed and colour is. Uh, you know, it can it can bring you together to, to support uh, your your team. And uh, man, I hope they go all the way because it'll be huge in Canada. I mean, at the best of times, uh, you know, they love beating their neighbours like how we like sort of the story in Australia and in our case, but. Um, when it comes to NBA, um, you know, it's, it's, it's big over there. And uh, I hope the Raptors, they can maintain that form. It's going to be tough, though. Um, yes. It's going to be tough. Uh, Americans are going to come back uh, with all guns blazing and they're not going to sort of lie down and, and just give it to, uh, to the Toronto side. But, uh, no, I, I hope uh, my money's on them. I hope they go at the distance, Kevin. Well, they had no Kevin Durant. Mm. Hey, they had no Kevin Durant to this game. It, it's quite... Possible, or, or you know, it's possible that he could indeed return in game two. And I think if he does, he'll make a big difference, eh? Oh, he, he will. And, uh, you know, basketball, like so many other sporting codes, um, you know, he is a couple of key players back. And, um, you know, you, you could well be sort of uh, at, at the top end of it all. But, um, as you've seen in Beeble, anything can happen, and you know um, that's why we watch it. I suppose it's just uh, it's just it's a full-on sort of uh, entertainment at its best. And uh, no, either way, Kizzy, I'm, I'm still going for the Canadians. 
JT, Cricket World Cup, of course, uh, got started. Um, so, some big wins, I suppose. Uh, w- w- one of the biggest wins, obviously, England over South Africa, eh? Yeah, but listen to you, unexpected Keith and South Africa are in a bit of a hole at the moment mm. in terms of their cricket. Uh, the cricket inside the protest, and England uh, won by 104 runs. And man of the match was Ben Stokes, his father, um, I mean, it's an his father's name, but uh, Gerard Stokes is, is from Canada. They moved to the north of England, coached up there, and that's where Ben was born. So you might see Ben sporting a uh, mopper on his arm. Right. But he was, that's pulled off one of the best catches I've ever seen, actually, and it was it's been touted as one of the, probably the best catch of all True. time by the English. Funnily enough, the English are saying that they're going to win the tournament now, and it's only been one game in. So. <laughs> Typical, mate. I think they had the, 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 um, the song that's coming home. The uh, soccer World Cup last year, and you all know what happened there. It didn't go home, and uh, nor, nor the cricket one, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> and the second match, Pakistan were hammered by the West Indies. Pakistan bowled out for a uh, paltry 105 and 21 overs. Right. And the West Indies made 108 for three, or only 13 overs. So uh, Chris Cale uh, knocked a few out of the park, and the West Indies marching on to that reggae beat. Yes, indeed. New Zealand, of course, they play uh, South Africa later on tonight, eh? Uh, Sri Lanka, mate. Sri Lanka, sorry. Sri Lanka, yes. 7.30 Queensland time, so 9.30 New Zealand time. And later on in the evening, Australia play the Afghanistan grenade throwers. (laughs) The Grenadiers. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out for those guys. Right. That that there one's of the cool runnings, eh? The uh, the boxing team from uh, Jamaica or whatever. It's it's very much, uh, yeah, kind of that. Mm. They'll make a movie about the uh, Afghanistan Grenaders, do you reckon? I don't think oh, so. Quite, quite, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be standing in the outfield over there. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> True indeed. Well, that wraps us up here in, on full time. Um, before we do go, of course, we've got to get on to my favourite part of um, the uh, session, of course, the part where we get our angst, where we're able to get our angst out that has built up over the week, a part that we tend to call... Put the boot in! My Put the Boot in is going out to these people that promote this New Zealand Music Month. Now, May just finished. Of course, we've gone into June as of today. May has just finished. And I know for a number of years, um, there have been these people that have been promoting... New Zealand Music Month, May New Zealand Music Month, and which is incredible to me, all that May this May Music Month is is to um, help. I think mainstream radio stations who play maybe one or two New Zealand songs during the day, if that, that they can play well the same one or two New Zealand songs. Uh, per day, but this, because it's May Music Month, New Zealand Music Month, they're able to highlight that they play New Zealand music, whereas where you go on to Iwi Radio, for instance, every month is New Zealand Music Month. So to the promoters of New Zealand Music Month, uh, that's where my boot goes into. Put the boot in! Yeah, well, my boots going into uh, politics and the and the leaking of the, the budget. Um, me personally, I think it's too hoot because 
uh, New Year's, there is no money for anybody in this budget. So it really, really doesn't matter. But they make uh, a mountain out of a, a molehill, like it's the end of the world or something. But that's politics. So that's my boots. Put the boot in. Yeah, my boot goes into a, a movie that I went to see last night with my wife and my sister and a couple other people. I also went to see another one during the week. So I went to see Aladdin. I went to see Rocket Man last night. I was highly anticipating seeing Rocket Man, not so much Aladdin because I thought it would be rubbish. But the rubbish movie out of the two of them is definitely Rocket Man. It was a, a great opportunity to pay homage to one of the greatest songwriters of our generation, one of the greatest entertainment uh, gurus, showmen, whatever you want to call him, Elton John, absolute legend. I'm sure we all agree there. Some of the best songs ever written by Bernie Taupin, and you know, the music was put to them by Elton himself. But this depiction of his life was just all over the shop. They killed off some of his songs, my two favourite songs are Rocket Man and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and they absolutely butchered those. The guy that played out in John, mate, I could have acted better than him, I'm sure you could have too, Keith, and it was just absolute waste of my money and a big letdown. So my Put the Boot in this week goes to Elton John, Rocket Man, the movie. Put the Boot in! Yeah, considering that there's been a lot of good movies, uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody, that was such a good movie, Um, you know, but, yeah, and there's a couple of movies from last year. That was one of them, and the other one was A Star Is Born. That was a yes. good one too. And, mm. and on the back of that, I was just, you know, I was anticipating that this one would be right up there with them. But no, mate, don't waste your money. I'll, okay. Yeah, couldn't unrecommend something more than this. Okay. Well, I, I was probably not going to go and watch it anyway because it looked rubbish <laughs> from the start. But Aladdin, what was that like? Absolutely awesome. I was at work uh, with my client and it was his birthday Okay. on Tuesday. On his birthday wishes was to go to Aladdin. I'm thinking, no, nah, I was trying to put him off. No, nah, let's go. No, nah, no, nah, let's go watch this. <laughs> but he was, he was adamant. And I thought, no, nah, it's his birthday. Dickie, just you know, pull my head in. So we went along. Mike Will Smith uh, is an absolute genius, a comic genius. And just the whole storyline from go to woe was full, full on action. Because I said to my client, I said, I'm probably going to fall asleep, bro, so wake me up when it's finished. <laughs> I was glued mm-hmm. to the screen, the elbows last night at Rocket Man because I was falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely get the chance to go to Aladdin. Good okay. soundtrack, uh, storyline, some good uh, comedic interludes from uh, from Will Smith. Okay, excellent stuff. And yeah, the budget, man. I don't know what the hell's going on with the budget. I, I, That's right for for us, Casey. For you know, for anybody in, in the budget, no, no money problem. No, well, yeah, so for some people, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've never really cared about the budget, to be quite honest. Till I get till 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 they give me my ten million dollars, then yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be uh, all too fussed about the budget personally. Anyway, that uh, ends us off here on full time. Want to say a big thanks once again, going out to Rao Walker for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you up later on in the week, eh? Yeah, boys, another synth lady in an action packed episode of uh, Full Time Minus our, uh, our, our other musketeer, Reno Wilkinson from Nauru FM, and big up to Reno, uh, who's uh, I hear tied up um, helping the kids' uh, rugby games, and uh, all uh, the volunteers out there who do HPT and JD, you know, you guys would agree, fantastic um, work in helping promote, uh, you know, whether it's league, rugby, netball, whatever. Uh, for the younger generations coming through without their patronage and, and uh, you know, enduring 
um, uh, support. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of uh, you know future Kiwi athletes probably uh, won't won't be sort of uh, made. So big up to Reed for, for doing that, and uh, yeah, go our super rugby season. And also a big uh, big thanks once again going out to JT. Look forward to catching up with you next week, eh? Yeah, Keith, once again, the privilege uh, is all mine. I really enjoyed my time having a bit of a chat with the boys. Keith's been touching what's going on at home. And I know I've said this before, but hopefully I can get a gig on the Wednesday show this week because it is Origin Day and I want to put a few comments across, especially for Reno's in the audience. 